This WebmasterRadio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. Today's forecast calls for 6 to 12 inches and temperatures will only be in the teens overnight, so bundle up and... Imagine, you're planning your end-of-year reports, planning for next year. What are you going to do to monetize more in 2011? We're going to have clear and sunny skies with a perfect day of weather for everyone coming to AFCON 2010. Warm up your marketing strategies this December in our winter oasis for affiliate marketers. AFCON 2010 Florida, December 8th through 10th at the Fairmont Turnberry Isle Resort in Aventura, Florida. Sign up now at AFCON2010.com. That's AFFCOM2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SAM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan and Virginia. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. You can catch SAM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel or stream it on SAMSynergy.com or pick it up on iTunes. Tell your friends. Um... Our guest today is Joshua Titsworth, Digital Marketing Specialist at the Science and Medical Search Engine in Novadex. Uh, Joshua talked to Virginia about building a personal brand. Uh, so check that out after the break. Today, uh, Susan and I are at SES San Francisco. Yes, can't you tell? Hear the ocean and the other San Francisco-y things like Trolleys? <laughs> like sea otters? And sea otters? There you go. Yes, there you go. Seals. Alcatraz? The oh, big the seals. And, uh, <laughs> the sounds of Alcatraz are scary. <laughs> yeah, the sound of... Yeah, trolleys is probably trolleys. about as good as you're going to go. Let's go with trolleys. We'll, we'll stick with trolleys. Uh, although, uh, in the Moscone, you don't really hear them too much. No, you don't hear anything in the Moscone except the sound of people. Um, the conference is actually expected to draw about 8,000. Um, now, an interesting thing is as, uh, as exhibitors, they asked us to sign up for our badges. And this is the first time I actually got back a receipt that said our receipts were in the 7,600s. So, wow. uh, and that was like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, something like that. So, uh, 8,000, yeah, that's, that's a good expectation, I would say, if, if that was the case. Um, and, you know, the interesting thing, and this like almost every other conference, this is the first time many of these people have really had an opportunity to learn much about SEO. On Monday, of course, uh, was the class. Yeah. And uh, that, that went well. So, you know, there's a lot of people here that at least know uh, quite a bit more than they did about SEO. 
Yeah, so. I think that's something interesting to remember about conferences is that even though we've been dozens and dozens of times, or dozens and dozens and dozens of times in your case, Bruce, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that that a lot of you know that we're kind of abnormal that way. You know, just because I've recapped the same session four times doesn't mean that it's not the first time someone will maybe read the live blog of it or be in the session themselves and ask a question. So it, it's it's still really valuable to have the like the SEO 101 session that you're doing. Yes. Well, you know, the thing is, SEO 101 today is not the same as SEO 101 way back when Danny Sullivan was doing it. Um, on my bookcase, I have a lot of the old session uh, binders. And uh, I think, I know I have 2002 here. And the kinds of things they were talking in 2002 just didn't happen to be the canonical and no follow tags. I don't understand why they didn't talk about those in 2002. <laughs> but um, so things even at a, at a one-on-one level, I mean, you got to understand what's going on. I don't have that long to really talk, but... Um, 101 is, is certainly important to almost everybody that's going to be there. I expect to be a pretty good session. Always traditionally has been. The, um, so we're going we're gonna to have quite a bit of, of audience coming. The um, general theme, I think, that we're going to find is that, uh, in general, the entire population of people doing SEO understand it is harder to get to the top. Being number one is not as easy as it used to be. Yeah. You know? Um, for those of us that go way back when there wasn't a Google and there was an InfoSeek, you know, you could change something and see how you rank in a minute, uh, which really, by the way, is the way it used to work. Uh, that was fantastic. Now, c- competition, uh, that alone would make it harder. Different kinds of technologies, more... Um, both SEOs and websites, that would make it harder. Um, but w- what we don't want to do is forget that the search engines themselves are implying things from queries. They're determining the intent. They're understanding the behavior of the user community. They're biasing the results based upon other queries, not just the one you just did. And um, getting to the top is getting to be a whole lot harder than it ever was. Well, and, and the definition of top is changing as well right. with personalization, with blended search, with, you know, globalization and localization. All of those things are factors so that what's top is only dependent on the person searching. Well, I've been talking at conferences how uh, the new first page is number one, two, and three, that all of the blended results and the maps and... Uh, the news and the images and the videos are creating a barrier right at position four. And that what used to be the F pattern is no longer an F anymore. It's a C. Uh, people don't really click like they used to below that. Uh, I think it actually cuts off the click behavior. So the first page is the first three. And that makes it really, really tight. Um, as behavior gets more... Uh, I guess uh, worked out Um, the top three results are going to be more relevant than they were in the past because they're going to be targeted to your behavior group Um, 
The intent is going to help people understand what you're talking about. All those things are going to change. And uh, being in the top is so much harder than it, it, it's just going to continue to get worse. Yeah, you really need to start reaching it, reaching people before they ever hit search is, I think, where it comes down to. You have to build that personal brand and, and make people connect at that level so that they're looking for you, not just looking. Well, yeah, so you, you've got the persona of the person searching for you. What people are now recognizing is that the site itself has a persona, and the site persona has to match the user's persona. And then there is, there's now created tools that are, I mean, Webmaster Tools wasn't here 10 years ago. I mean, the kinds of things that we have to figure out what's going on, so much stronger today than it ever was before. I hope you're at SES or going to attend training soon because it just keeps getting harder. But it's time for a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking to Joshua Titsworth of the Science Search Engine Innovadex. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. (laughs) Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Hey, Joel Com here, and I want you to hear something. That's my ka-ching button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that ka-ching sound all the time? In my new book, Ka-ching, How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays, I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. Get your copy today at kachingbook.com and I'll give you a kaching button for free. All the details are there at kachingbook.com. That's K A C H I N G book.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search Engine Marketing Formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia Nessie, and I'm here with Joshua Titsworth, the winner of uh, Blue Glass LA's Get Yourself to Blue Glass LA contest. Yeah, uh, I definitely got myself to Blue Glass. <laughs> You're also a contributing author at Search Engine Journal, um, the digital marketing, digital marketing specialist at Innovadex. Yes. 
and um, guest blog all over the place as well as on your own blog, joshuatitsworth.com. Right. So when I was first introduced to you, it was uh, a very interesting video. Um, <laughs> you, you entered the contest where Blue Glass said, tweet what you'd be willing to do to come to our first conference. Right. And not only did you tweet something that was pretty outrageous, you did it. Yeah. Um, since I'm a guy, I've got kind of this one-upsmanship nature uh, anyway. And so when I, was, I saw the contest, I saw the lineup of speakers, I thought, man, I really want to go to that. And so, and this is only my second conference. I've been to my first one was at the Search and Social Summit uh, back in May. And so I was reading some of the tweets, and I started to write out, you know, I'll sing a Miley Cyrus song to get here. And one of my coworkers, who I'm now kicking, uh, <laughs> came up to me and goes, no, dude, 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 dude. You'll dress up like Paris Hilton and do it. And I thought, that's a great idea. <laughs> and and so I wrote it, and it went out. And um, a few people retweeted it. And I uh, started uh, asking a couple of people that I had kind of done favors for them in the past. Because, I mean, when I first got on Twitter, I didn't really ask a lot, I guess. I mean, I kind of did my best to try and participate as best I can. Or I learned that, you know, be genuine as much as you can. And so and some of them were like, yeah, Josh, no problem. I'll help you out. And so they retweeted it, and uh, I wrote a blog about uh, Blue Glass. It was another way to get points. And um, as it wound down, you know, somebody that had tweeted something about, um, they said that they would eat bugs to get the Blue Glass. And then they asked on Twitter, am I really going to have to do this? And then Lauren Baker goes, who knows, you might. Winky face emoticon. (laughs) And when I read that, I just thought, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. And so, I I try to be a man of my word as much as I can. I mean, sometimes I'm not, I'm human, but uh, I saw that and thought, you can't make an outrageous claim like that, and then not do it. And so, uh, I won and uh, told my wife about it, and uh, she just kind of laughed at me, and she said, well, you know, we'll just put on a wig, and I thought, okay, and then the more, you know, closer I got to the day I was going to film it, uh, my sister-in-law, you know, had bought a Miley Cyrus wig for Halloween, and um, it just all yeah, the pieces came it, together. Ev- everything just came together, and after I did it, and I still haven't seen, I still haven't watched the video itself. I mean, I cut it, I edited it, and exported it. I haven't watched it. I don't want to see it. Uh, I was oh, in it. You're missing out. And so yeah, yeah. Well, like, it's interesting because I kind of think of the video as like, if I if I look back at uh, your participation in the community, it was kind of like a culminating or like big break for you as far as like um your building influence in this community and and that's a lot of what we pay attention to is how do people build influence you know within their niche and among their audience Uh and you know i don't know if you did it on purpose or not but it was a really very smart strategy of you have your own blog you guest blog you um, like you said, you as far as the Twitter community, you were very, um, uh, a very willing participant, and um, and then you just kind of broke onto the scene. Yeah. So. Uh, it, I mean, it all starts back when I first, because I mean, I'd been doing SEO for a nonprofit for a couple of years, but never really engaged in the community. I mean, I read the blogs, I read the uh, news updates uh, from various publications. And but I never really engaged because I thought, well, I'm only doing this for a nonprofit. There's really no reason for me to engage in this industry if I'm not, you know, in it full time. Uh, well, after my son was born, um, 
you know, my wife and I just really decided that, you know, a nonprofit <laughs> salary isn't going to cut it. And a uh, uh, mentor at church, our children's pastor, was really pushing me towards it because I was doing this for other people, you know, pro bono, not really charging anything. And he said, you really need to pursue a, a career in this field. And so I applied and I got a job with uh, Kimidex, which is now Novadex. And uh, they gave me a chance and things are going great with them. We got a lot of good plans that we're rolling out. Uh, but uh, I'd say probably the biggest change for me was when I submitted my first publication to uh, Search Engine Journal. Um, I'd written uh, a piece called uh, Social Media Worst Practices. And it was really just a cold, like kind of a cold call email. I sent it to their contact us and said, hey, I wrote this thing. I don't know if you guys accept uh, guest posts or not. Um, you know, I just want to see what, your, what the requirements are. Well, I got an email back about an hour later from Ann Smarty, which blew me away because I read her work, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is really cool. And she said, yeah, send it to me. We'll see what you see what you think. And I sent it to her, and she said, yeah, we'll run it uh, next month. And uh, really, I, I sent it in not really to get any recognition or notoriety from it. Um, I'd written something because it was some theories I had, my own thoughts that I had, and I really wanted to, I knew my audience on my blog consisted of me, my mom, and my aunt. <laughs> and so they don't really know anything about SEO. And so I thought, you know, if I could get something published, I really want to know what my peers think about it um, because I think, you know, we can learn a lot from each other. Even if it's, they don't disagree with it, there can still be healthy debate and everybody can learn from it. Mm-hmm. And um, so what have you thought of the conference so far? I'm, I know that's like a big goal of uh, the organizers here is learning from each other. It's been awesome. I mean, it's just the speakers themselves i mean it was i mean a lot of people you know look at the video and go i wouldn't have done that but i mean I, for me it was totally worth it. the information that i'm taking back the uh, uh new connections that i've made here i mean have really cemented that this was a good decision this has been a really good conference and i'm you know I'm looking forward to the next one i'm looking forward to uh, uh building on those relationships that i've made here and cultivating those and seeing what you know comes from those down the road um, I'm sure a lot, and, and actually, you're leveraging this opportunity too to build your blog. You've been live blogging. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what have you thought of live blogging as like a first timer? I guess. Uh, it is definitely something that um, you're just not going to pick up the first time and do it. And but also, I mean, as with all things, you know, SEO and social media marketing, um, it takes time. I mean, you've got to develop your own style for it. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm no Susan Esperanza or. You know Lisa Barone or even Alan Blywis, but I mean, um, you know, I'm kind of developing my own style for live blogging, and it's just going to take time and practice, and you know, you just got to work at it. And um, social media, it sounds like from uh, actually, you wrote a post on um, Blog Go Down, yeah, um, called um, Tips to Get a Job Through Social Media, and it really highlighted a lot of the ways that the relationships that we build online, which right. is a big part of you know your whole theme right now um and uh and how they can actually get you somewhere you know in life and yeah and it's i mean that post was more for a couple of friends of mine that were having trouble finding a job i mean uh they had been they had been let go for companies and all they were looking on was careerbuilder.com and there's a whole world out there beyond careerbuilder.com um, I found my job on a place called talentzoo.com, which is great for internet marketing, and they've got a ton of stuff out there. Uh, but I mean, even beyond that, what I really learned from getting the job I got now is that, you know, one of the first things uh, employers are going to do, no matter what field you're in, is a lot of them will look up your name online to see what shows up. And so, even if you can't afford to buy your own domain, 
you know, taking control of the social media accounts you have out there so that what you present in front of them is what you want them to see. It's not necessarily about, you know, making your entire Facebook account private. It's, you know, putting up the picture you want them to look at. It's highlighting the areas of your education and past that you want them to see so that it makes them look at it and go, oh, yeah, this is lining up exactly what's on the resume. Very smart words from a man who is showing us how to win his way into uh, the hearts of an industry. So thank you again, Joshua. And again, you can find Joshua on Twitter, Joshua Titsworth. Um, that's J-O-S-H-U-A-T-I-T-S-W-O-R-T-H, um, as well as on your blog of the same name and Search Engine Journal. You're a regular contributor there. Yeah. Thanks a lot. All right, cool. Stick around. There's more SEM Synergy on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for the Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. Affiliate Marketing Insider, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, are on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Susan, and I'm here with Marianne in Virginia. And before the break, we heard from Joshua Titsworth about developing connections and how that can lead to business success. Google is the company that we're used to hearing a lot of success stories come from. And that's not always the case, though. They, they have a lot of uh, flops, let's call them. When Eric Schmidt talked about Google closing down Wave at the Techonomy conference earlier this month, he said we celebrate our failures. Anyway, Search Engine Land took up Eric Schmidt's uh, 
little rally cry there and decided to share just how many times Google has failed. And now we are going to talk about Google's failures because we also believe that uh, they failed and it's awesome. (laughs) Without without any, anytime you're going to do any sort of um, uh, invention and and you're going to fail sometimes. There's, there's just inevitable. Something in innovation requires failure. So, you know, there's going to be some things that aren't going to hit, and it's nice to see Google try, even if they fail. If oh, they right. tried. They, hey, it didn't work. Oh, well. You know, and try again. And I think it, it's interesting to look at, you know, just because you can say Google's really got this whole sector down, but they aren't so good at social, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, but it, it's good within their company that they say to their employees, hey, if you have an idea, you know, we'll try it. We'll, we'll do it. Even if it's outside of our realm of expertise, we're not going to just stay in this area. We're going to try to expand to other areas. But they haven't been able to maybe expand to certain areas as well, and they haven't. But, they, you know, hopefully they learn from it and they, and they, they um, right. improve, you know. But we also don't want to see them going off too much in different directions and wasting their resources. We'd rather see them improve in the areas they're great at and not waste their time and resources doing things that are maybe doomed to fail. Well, yes. Yes and no. I mean, they're they're a little bit like, you know, any TV network, right? You have to put the pilots out there and let them run for a few episodes to see if they can catch their stride or if that, you know, first four terrible episodes really were the first four terrible episodes. Well, you know, for... Google Wave, who was named after uh, Firefly, kind of a good reference, you know, because they they tried it and they didn't quite work. But you know, but they I, didn't they didn't let they didn't they let it uh, go for a little more than Fox did. And, and they did, and you know, Firefly would have caught its stride, but mm-hmm. Google Wave never did. However, I think Google Wave, the things and lessons that they were learning from that, they have incorporated into Google Buzz, which mm-hmm. is doing better, and. And, and so they're, they're kind of correcting the mistakes and they're moving forward. So it is that idea of, well, let it run, see what we learn from it. If it catches on, great. If not, it was a great experiment. This was, you know, you know worth our time. Um, they don't really have things that flop utterly and they never, ever, ever learn anything from them. True. Yeah. And then getting back to, like, your point earlier, Marianne, about how, like, listening to the developers and engineers there, if they have a passion and they want to, you know, start a project. Like with, I don't know how you pronounce this, Jaiku, Haiku, Jaiku. <laughs> I don't know. It was like a microblogging service that they discontinued in 2009 after they had purchased it like a year and a half earlier. And when they they announced that they were going to be closing down active um, developing development of the program, they said the service itself will live on thanks to a dedicated and passionate volunteer team of Googlers. That's. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, it's still out there? Yes. <laughs> I, they're just not funding it. They just have volunteers running it. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Uh, I, I think that actually that brings up a point that I think they're far, far worse about, which is acquiring things and letting them die. Dodgeball could have been Foursquare, right? Th- th- that was kind of the idea behind Dodgeball was that you're hanging out, your phone shows where people are, and then you can go hang out with them. Is that not essentially Foursquare flipped on its head? Or rather, is Foursquare not Dodgeball flipped on its head? And what would they have... Where, where could they be in that mobile location services kind of thing if they had put more time and effort and and oomph behind Dodgeball instead of letting it languish and then the founders left in a huff? 
Mm. You know, it, it, I feel like that's more egregious. Trying things is not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, you know, it, 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 Eric Schmidt is right. In, in, you know, failure you learn, and in success not so much. So, right, good point. You know, it, don't waste the opportunities, and and I think that that's really to me where they fail most is in wasting their opportunities when they acquire stuff. Yeah, I, I, I my one I'm most upset about was Deja News, which was uh, eventually became was acquired in 2000 and became uh, Google Groups. And well, I mean, the old days of the news groups is uh, kind of, was kind of over at that time. They really didn't develop it into anything other than a place that spammers hang out and uh, really um, could have become, you know, moving into the uh, social media or something to really do something with it. And now it's just languishing in obscurity in Googledom. And really is probably eventually going to be shut down because no one's really all that interested in it anymore. And I, I have to to jump in here. I love Google Groups. Okay. Um, I have I'm a member of several different groups, and and I actually just use it to coordinate people. <laughs> you know, if I have a group of friends that I know are interested all in something, I will absolutely set up a group just so that we have an archive of all of our conversations about whatever that topic is. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, well, Yahoo groups, you know, they, right, they're exactly. similar. And that's probably going to, you know, but it, the, the way of moving that into now the new, I mean, that was very early, late 90s, early 2000s, everyone was on email groups. What are they going to do with it next? And right. progressing things, right. but it's it not was progressing. Just, it's, it's not. It's not progressing. They're not really trying to do innovate with their other with some of their uh, properties that they have, like that Google Groups. They're not really moving them forward. They're just starting new things here and there, and uh, not really pushing the old things forward. But it was. Um, it, I, I don't know. Google Groups is sort of a me too product. Yeah, um, I think it does it better than Yahoo Groups does. Yeah. But what they developed it into was just another. Yeah, but they. Cho- I mean, what they started out with was not, and it wasn't Yahoo Groups to begin with. Right. Asia News. It was. It's very much a way of communicating. Well, neither was online. Yahoo Groups. <laughs> well, yes. Well, they and they acquired um, e-groups. e-groups. Mm-hmm. Yes, back in the day, yes. e-groups. So lots of successes and failures to learn from from Google and other tech companies out there. But that's it for this week's show. Thanks to our guests and to our producers at Webmaster Radio. Check out SEMSynergy.com. Follow us on Twitter, where we're at SEMSynergy. Email SEMSynergy at BruceLay.com. Or come to the Webmaster Radio chat room every Wednesday during the show, where we hang out and uh, talk about internet marketing. We hope you come back next week. Until then, thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. 